losing weight to gain control. Hi, and welcome to episode number two of the Losing Weight to Gain Control podcast. This is Gwen Alexander, the author of the book, Losing Weight to Gain Control, Loving Your Weight Maintenance Journey, and sometimes I'm affectionately known as Coach Gwen. Now in episode number one, I talked to you a little, I introduced myself to you. I talked to you about my weight maintenance journey, about some of the struggles I went through and some of the things that I've learned over the last four years in taking the weight off this time in a way to keep it off. As I mentioned in at the, in that episode, I've lost 70 pounds. I'm 5'6", and I'm, I was 270 pounds when I started, and I've lost several inches off my waist and several inches off my hip area. Well, since I wrote my book, there's two questions I always get asked. Number one, what foods do you eat? And number two, what type of exercise do you do? Well, my response to question number one is, what do you like to eat? Because you see, it doesn't matter what I ate. I think we all want to find a plan where someone just tells us, eat this, and you will magically get the results I got. Well, you could eat what I eat, and you wouldn't get the same results. But what I can give you is some guidelines that I've uh, learned of how you can figure out what would work best for you. So in today's episode, I don't have the magic food combination and calorie combination, but I'll give you some of the tips that I used to um, figure out what, how many calories I needed for my body and then what type of foods that um, I, I started eating that I actually liked. Now, one of the things that I did was I started thinking of food differently. I mean, food is fuel for your body. You need to fuel your body. Many of us get into this mindset of, I need to eat as little as possible to lose weight. And I, I did the same thing. I thought, okay, before when I had lost the weight, I had only eaten 1,500 calories. So maybe that's what I need to do again this time. But as I went through my, the first few months, yes, I was losing some weight, but I noticed I was really cranky. I was tired a lot. And I just wasn't enjoying it. I thought, is this what I'm going to have to go through the rest of my life? Oh, this is not going to be fun. So I was trying to eat as minimal as possible. And I was just just starting again because it just seemed so overwhelming. Because what I had done the before, years before when I lost the weight, is I cleaned out my kitchen, you know, of all the supposedly bad food. And then I uh, went and bought the supposedly good food. Well, this time I didn't have the the finances to go out and do that. So I thought, what can I do now to try and, you know, to, to start this, to start doing this again? Well, one thing I did was I went and bought a, a little tablet to start writing down my food. So I started a food journal because I had done that before. And my goal was the 1500 calories again. So as I followed that, like I said, I just, um, I w- did lose some, but I kind of stalled a little bit. And I couldn't get jump started again. Then there was a podcast I was listening to. It's it was I don't think it's recording anymore, but it was called Fat to Fit Radio. And on this episode, they were talking about uh, eating more to lose weight. And I thought, what do you mean eat more to lose weight? 
I thought it was about, you know, trying to eat as little as possible to lose weight. But he talked about something I had never heard of before. He talked about something called your basal metabolic rate. And the easiest way I can probably describe that is it's the minimum amount of calories that your body needs in order to just function. So if all you did was lay down, you know, lay in bed all day, you need food, you need calories for your body just to keep you alive. And I thought, okay, I've never heard of that. But, you know, this concept of eating more, you know, that that went against everything that I had thought was the way to lose weight. So I said to myself, okay, I'll see, you know, we'll see if this works. So what I'll do is I'll, I'll increase my intake maybe just a little bit at a time. Let's start with maybe one to 200 calories a week. Um, and so I started increasing a little bit and you know what happened? I started to feel a little bit better. Now I wasn't going crazy with eating um, portion size, big portion sizes because that's what I was trying to uh, learn uh, how to handle at that time. Uh, I had no concept of how much of what food was what. So one of the things I did is I started actually measuring out my foods. I started reading the labels on a lot of the products I bought. So if something said a, a, a serving was a cup, I would get my cup out and measure it. And so and what that actually gave me freedom was I could have a little more food because usually I was only eating one to, or two to three things, items when I was eating my uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and I was trying not to have any snacks because I thought, well, I don't want to have any snacks because then that would cut into my my 1,500 calories. But with, with with me being able to have a little more, I was able to incorporate a snack because I was hungry sometimes. Now, for somebody that's an emotional eater, you know, uh, as I was, uh, that that was hard when I would get to the point where I was hungry because by the time I would go to eat, I would just eat everything that was in sight. And so I started increasing my calories. Now, I, the way I found out what I needed was they on their website, they had a um, calculator, a basal metabolic calculator. Now, this was just an estimate. Um, if you want to get an accurate reading, you can talk to your doctor about where you can get a test done, where they can actually give you more accurate reading. But I was just looking for something to give me a guide. So there I put in my information and most uh, online calculators ask for your gender, your height, your current weight, what weight you want to get to, um, your age. And when I put in my, my information, it, it actually set off a big flag because I told it I wanted to lose a hundred pounds. And it said, you're trying to lose too much at, at, you know, one time, which is pretty much, uh, uh what it said. And I thought, okay, it said to redo it. So I put in, uh, okay, let's lose 15 pounds. And if I remember correctly, it said my basal metabolic rate was supposed to be around 1,800 calories. Now, and, you know, that's just the minimum I need. But if I was active as I was, it said I could eat up to 2,300 calories. And I about fell off my chair. I thought, that that sounds like a lot. How can I do that and still be able to lose weight? But at that point, I was just like, okay, I you know, what I was doing wasn't working and one of the things I've learned is that saying that says insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. So I thought, you know what, let's do something different. And so I increased my calories a little bit at a time and I found I wasn't cranky. I wasn't as tired. 
Um, it was just nice to relax a little bit on, on my eating plan. So even when I was logging my food, I didn't feel so guilty because I went over that supposed 1500 calories. But what happened too is the scale actually started moving. I was like, wow, maybe there is something to this. Maybe I was eat, not eating enough for my body type. Now I've had, uh, some of my friends and even other people tell me, well, Gwen, I don't eat that much. And when I tell them that you're not eating enough, they just look at me uh, funny. They look at me like, what do you mean I'm not eating enough? That's not how you're supposed to lose weight. I had someone tell me uh, one time that they, when they got home for dinner, they just couldn't control themselves. And I asked them, well, what did you eat between lunch and dinner? And they said, well, nothing. And I said, well, that's why you were so hungry because you didn't have anything. And um, so it's, it's, I've learned it's okay to have food because food is fuel for your body. Now you might not need as many calories as I do. At, at this point, I'm, I'm pretty active. I mean, I, I exercise pretty, pretty regularly. And even during the day, I try to stay pretty active. It's not athlete training. But um, but for me, I need to fuel because I get up pretty early. So I usually eat six to seven times a day. And even, um, you're, you know, you have to watch what calories you drink too because that counts towards your, you know, what your body has. I think sometimes we fall into um, the trap of, which I did too, where I didn't think the calories I drink counted. And so even when I kept my food journal, I would actually write down um, how many ounces of whatever liquid I drink. Now, my main uh, liquid I drink now is water. That's that's my main. Uh, if I do have a calorie beverage, um, I usually have a hot chocolate because that's my favorite drink, but I make my own hot chocolate blend, and I'll talk about that a little later when I talk about the food part. But, um, when I, but now with the calories, now you might want to go and try and and go out there and, and find a basal metabolic calculator to help you to give you an estimate. Now, you just use it as a guide. It doesn't have to be exact. Because one of the things I didn't want this time when I was going to lose the weight was I don't have time to sit here all day and to be planning things and be writing things down and worry about how much of this or that. I needed to keep it simple. So uh, so that was one of the things that I did was just measuring and writing down. Now about the food portion, like I said, it doesn't matter what I'm eating, but it matters what you would like to eat. Now I might, I eat a lot of chicken just because I like chicken. You might not like chicken. Uh, so if I gave you re most of my recipes on chicken and you think, well, this helped Gwen lose weight, supposedly, it'll help me. It, but if you're not going to sustain it for the rest of your life, it won't. So here's some of the suggestions I usually give people about the food part. Now, I'm not against processed foods or, or frozen foods or canned goods. I still use uh, canned goods when I cook. Now, I don't do frozen foods, like frozen dinners as much, because when I first started doing this uh, back in 2011, I noticed in my food journal, whenever I would eat a frozen dinner, I would eat other food. <laughs> it was kind of negating the purpose of me uh, eating the frozen dinner to try and get my portions just right. And I noticed that it was because they the it didn't fill me up uh, like I wanted to. And I was actually literally still hungry. 
But then what was happening is it was actually putting me kind of over what I was needing. And I didn't feel the best after. Um, I, I don't eat potato chips as much now, but because um, it was a quantity uh, thing, I was I started looking at, well, how much am I getting for these these calories that I'm banking? Uh, I've noticed that an average on most potato chips is about 10 chips, I think. And I was like, well, that doesn't seem like very much because that was one of my sides I would have sometimes if I made a hamburger. And so what I started doing is looking for um, substitutes. One of the things that I've heard I've heard is if you're going to take something away, you need to replace it. So if you say that I love chocolate, you need to, but in your, usually the chocolate you eat might be a giant candy bar. Let's find another substitute for that candy bar. Uh, I love Reese's peanut butter cups. I love the peanut butter chocolate combination. Uh, one of the things I noticed is sometimes they don't look, if you get the regular size, they're not very big. <laughs> and I didn't want to buy the king size anymore. So I thought I need to find something that, uh, a substitute for this. And I found a recipe for a little cake that makes an individual serving that has about the same calories as uh, the two regular size Reese's, but it it's better quality and plus it satisfies that craving to where I'm, I'm getting more for my calories so that's one of the things I always tell people is try to find a substitute don't say I can't have because what happens once you say I can't have it that's what you want all the time now unless you have a problem with some some things you know where if it's like you can't stop yourself you might for a want want to for a while maybe not have that food until you can kind of get that under control. I used to be like that um with some with the chocolate but now I'm not as bad because I think well I can have it but I'll just have what it says a portion size is. Well you might say well Gwen I like salty crunchy things you know like like the potato chips. You know, they have recipes where you can make your own potato chips and you can make them to whatever, you know, whatever your taste is. Uh, I, I've tried to do uh, makeover, what's called makeover recipes. As I mentioned earlier, uh, hot chocolate's usually my beverage of choice, but the, with the little packets I got in the store didn't satisfy. So I found a recipe to make my own where you can use uh, sugar substitutes if you want to. I use regular sugar. I just try to limit how much of it um, I have because it is a um, something that I don't want to have a lot of in my food plan. But the, the homemade hot chocolate I make, it satisfies. And like I said, I usually have one cup a day. I can have it in the morning, during the day, at night, or whenever I decide to. Um, I just count it. So I didn't say it was off limits. Uh, some of the things that I also do with food now, I'll tell you about a, a trick I used to do because I do have a food budget. You know, I have so much a lot to spend on food. And uh, one of the ways I used to try and um, get one of my items to stretch was uh, if I bought sliced cheese. Um, usually the cheaper cheese, you could get 16 to 20 slices in the pack for 99 cents. Now, this, I'm talking four years ago, back in 2011. And then the healthier cheeses, you know, you might have gotten 10 to 12 slices for about 4 to $5, depending on, you know, what, what, what it was. And so what I would do is I'd buy the regular cheese, I would cut it in half, and that way it would last longer. But look, I was also getting half the calories and half the fat. <laughs> well, that, and that was one of the things I thought, you know what, I may not be at a point where I can buy this other type, you know, the healthier version, but I can try to figure out 
with what I'm getting, how to um, get, you know, to lower the calorie intake of what I was getting. Um, but that was one of my little tricks I used. Another thing I do now is I eat, a, I buy whole grain pastas, uh, whole grain uh, rice or brown rice is usually what I have. But it wasn't like that at the beginning. What I started doing was I would buy the regular, I guess what you call enriched grain rice and, and flour uh, based products. And I would just measure them. Now, um, sometimes I have people tell me, I really love mac and cheese. And I just tell them, find a makeover recipe for your mac and cheese. Uh, one of the things I noticed when I started doing my own makeover recipes for a lot of those um, pre-packaged items was I didn't need as much of it. And I actually got more um, for what I was making. Now, one of the things I do buy with my meats is I, I do buy ground turkey and I do the lean ground turkey. And the only reason I do lean is I've had the extra lean and for me, it was something that I did not want to continue with. Um, so I, I've, I've, I've settled on the lean ground, ground turkey. If you don't like ground turkey, don't eat it. Uh, I had a friend tell me that. She's like, Gwen, I don't like ground turkey. I said, don't eat it. Just try to buy the leaner ground beef then, you know, if you can. Um, that's one of those things where, you know, like you said, it, just because I eat it doesn't mean you have to. Now, I have started eating more vegetables. I actually like broccoli and asparagus and all those things. But I, I, I gave it a try and found I liked them and seasoned them better. And what I do now, my um, basic meal plan is usually I'll have my main dish, which is a might be a meat or some type of fish. Um, I'll have a side, which could be a salad or like brown rice or uh, right, brown rice with the broccoli mixed in, a cauliflower. Um, or, uh, and then I'll have a fruit and then I might have another type of side. It just depends. And sometimes I do have a dessert also, um, uh, or might, instead of the fruit, I might have a dessert. So it's not, um, about saying that it has to be a certain rigid way all the time. You know, this is real life. This needs to fit into your life, you know, or it needs to be something you can do for a lifetime, not just a short time. So I hope I've been able to give you some little tips to help you with finding what, you know, how many calories that you would need and also what you can do in your food plan. You know, it's about trying to figure out what would fit into your life. I hope that some of these little takeaways I gave you can, you can use them to help you about trying to figure out how, what kind of foods that you would like to incorporate into your own plan and then what type, how many calories you might need for your body. Remember, this is for a lifetime, not a short time, and you don't want to think that you're trying to take anything away from yourself. If you go to my website, thegwenalexander.com, that's T-H-E, gwenalexander.com, you can sign up for newsletters that I have, and I'm even going to start getting ready pretty soon to start sending out recipes that I use. So today's takeaway actually doesn't have to do with food and, and calories, but it's what I said earlier. Remember, insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. So why not try something different this time? The information in this podcast is for informational purposes only. I'm not a medical professional. You should consult with your doctor or medical professional before beginning any weight loss or exercise programs.